Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by Boxing Hall of Famer, the great Teddy Atlas. And today we've got a very special guest, tech entrepreneur to some, pound for pound king to others. He's Bud Terrence Crawford. Terrence, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And he's my number one. He's number one. We we had a discussion one time a few years ago about about um where I had him. And um I had him at that time. I didn't have him number one. I think I had him number two. But right now, he is number one uh, in my list. Uh, I can't see anybody. I know there's a lot of Canelo lovers out there. And listen, respectfully so. I get it. I understand Canelo has improved over time. But when I look at pound for pound, I look at every inch of it. And as far as being able to fight inside, outside, make adaptations um, mentally together, uh, the whole nine yards, if you will, I, I just look at you as number one right now. Uh, I have a funny feeling you might agree with me. Do you agree with me, Terrence? <laughs> I agree. And I greatly appreciate you know, what I mean, you holding me to that number one spot as well. Well, I, I only, I only say and and do what I believe is the right thing to do, and what I believe my experience and my judgment uh, in this business tells me to do. Hey guys, before we jump into things with Terrence Crawford today, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, MyBookie. Check them out at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS for 50% credit on your first deposit. Terrence gives his thoughts on a lot of the upcoming fights, including Joshua versus Usyk, Jamel Herring versus Shakur Stevenson, uh, Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury. We talk uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Errol Spence. We cover everything. And as usual, my bookie will have lines on everything, including all the best prop bets. So check them out at mybookie.ag, promo code ATLAS, A-T-L-A-S, for 50% credit on your first deposit. As today's episode is also brought to us by Athletic Greens. Uh, as I've said many times, I love this stuff. I take it every single day. I travel with it. When I tell you I never miss a day, I, I, I mean, it sincerely i never miss a day these guys spent 10 years with top nutritionists and doctors to create this formula it's made from 75 whole food sourced ingredients it's got vitamins minerals probiotics prebiotics antioxidants i consider it like an insurance policy for my body's health and immunity it's really all you need to stay on top of your immunity with 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. No need for any other multi multivitamins or anything else you might be, ta be taking. Athletic Greens has you covered. As a special offer to our listeners, Athletic Greens has given, us, given you 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. To me, these things are invaluable because I use these when I travel. Um, so whether you're looking to boost your energy level, support your immune system, or address gut health, Athletic Greens is the way to go. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S, to claim the special offer of 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, athleticgreens.com slash atlas to take advantage of the offer. Let's get right to what the fans want to know, Terrence. Uh, you look great, by the way. And... um. That's are you fighting? Are you fighting Sean Porter? Is that fight going to happen? Well, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, okay. It's hard All to right. say. It's hard to give a actual answer, being that there's no contract being signed. Uh, top rank and PBC haven't came to agreement yet, so I guess it's going to go to a purse bid. 
and after a purse bid, then I guess it's going to get secure. But right now, technically, nothing's been signed. So I'm just waiting to uh, get the information on the date. Just for the fans out there that are not familiar with, you know, purse bid and what all those things mean, they they had a period of time to try to get it done. And when that period of time passed, it now goes to a purse bid and whichever promoter bids the most money, uh, they will control the fight. Is that pretty fair to say? That's fair to say. Yeah. Okay. They still got a little more time left to actually get the fight done. They're given 30 days, so... We're just waiting to uh, see what's next. And that would be, I mean, there wouldn't be any fight before that, would there, Terrence? Because there was a, there was a talk about an October 23rd date with Cepeda, with this one, with that one. All kinds of names were being thrown around. But um, if that fight's made, obviously that's going to be the fight, right? Yeah, this, this fight has been mandated from the WBO organization. And uh, this is the fight that they put in front of me as a mandatory. So this is the fight that I have to fight. Are you happy about it? Of course. Of course. course. You want to fight the best. You want to fight the best. Um, Having said that, are you, I mean, just whatever you're comfortable with, and I wouldn't put you in an uncomfortable position. Uh, I wouldn't do that. But would this, there's talk out there that this is your last you have one fight left with your current promoter, top rank. Um, is that accurate, that you have one fight left? That's accurate. Okay, and are you, would you have to wait till you get past this fight to make, maybe to answer this question? But would you, do you see yourself finishing your career with top rank? You know me, you never know what the future may hold. You know, right now I'm with top rank, that's my promoter. Um, they've been promoting me most of my whole career and uh, you never know yeah of course next stop maybe a diplomat for you with that answer that's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey he's a smart man what what do you think he's so good in the ring Uh, it's not just about being strong it's not just about being able to move up and wait and carry your power and your speed it's about your IQ and Terrence has a very good IQ um, let me, if you, with everything you've accomplished already, Terrence, I mean, you've won three titles in three different weight classes. You're the first fighter to, to win four belts and hold them at the same time. So you've done some pretty damn good things. And, and Hey, listen, you're on my list as pound for pound. That's pretty good too. That's, uh, <laughs> that's number one. Not everybody gets up there. So, with all that, how does Terrence Crawford feel that do you, if you retired, let's just say, I know you have a lot of fights in front of you, I get it, um, but if you were to retire tomorrow, are you satisfied with your legacy or do you need those signature fights? You know, Ali had Frazier, Sugar Ray Leonard had Hearns and Duran and Hagler. Um, do you need that kind of fight? to secure your legacy in your mind? Uh, Actually, no. You know, I feel like I did everything that I dreamed of. You know, um, my ultimate dream was to become a world champion. And I did that in 2014 against Ricky Burns. 
So I had put extra dreams on top of dreams on top of dreams. And after conquering my goals, after goals, after goals, after goals, it feels like I was stagnant and, you know, shelved from fighting these other top fighters because I was such of a threat. So what they did was they said, oh, no, we we just going to weigh him out because he's not part of our side of I never heard somebody say he's on the wrong side of the street until it came with Terrence Crawford. So if I was to retire tomorrow, I'll be great and happy with my career because I've done a lot in the sport of boxing. And I'll fill one in for you. And I'm sure that this is this is at one of it's probably at the forefront of your mind and your heart. You've taken care of your family. You have a beautiful family with five beautiful children. And um, you've done what, right? Yeah. No, it's true. And you've done what every father wants to do. You've you've secured their future. For sure. Sure. And I did everything that I set my sights on doing except for becoming undisputed in the welterweight division. How frustrating is it for you not to be able to get those signature fights? Because like you said, I mean, I think it's pretty well known that, you know, like you said, Terrence is on the wrong side of the street from, let's face it, PBC has the majority of the other champions in the welterweight. But like Teddy said, most people have you as number one, if not number one and two with with Errol Spence. How frustrating is it to not be able to get those fights? Because I get the feeling you really want them. And uh, I sense your frustration, but I'm curious to hear how you feel. It's very frustrating at, at, at a point, but at another point, I know the business side, you know, uh, they're not going to let me come over there and be one of their champions just to take the belt back over the top rank. Just like top rank, not going to let them come over there and be one of their champions and take it back to the PBC if they had a whole stable of welterweights. So one part of me gets frustrated, but the other part of me say, okay, it's business. I understand it. So I just sit back and just fight the fights that's in front of me and keep looking spectacular and keep putting my stamp down as the best fighter in the world. If you, if this Porter fight happens, that's, that's a big fight. I mean, that's, that's going to satisfy a lot of people, uh, you know, that say, well, Terrence Crawford hasn't fought whatever hasn't fought this guy, hasn't fought that guy, hasn't fought this. That will satisfy a lot. That will quiet a lot of that noise. But if I was to ask you right now, and I know you're just like you're an honest fighter, you're an honest person, you'll put it straightforward. If there was one fight, forget about what side of the street, but if there was one fight that Terrence Crawford would like to have before he finishes up his career, who would that fight be? I would have had to say it would have been Pacquiao and Spence. It would have been them two. Pacquiao, for one, I've been, you know, in line to fight him, supposedly in line to fight him sure. since 2015 after I beat Derrick John. And, you know, every fight, every fight, it was like, all right, I need this fight to pass the torch to go to the next level. But I felt like I was being streamed alone uh, with the promises of fighting Manny Pacquiao. Uh, granted, this last time that me and Manny Pacquiao was going to fight, it was very close. It was within just signing the contract and then him and Spence signed. So 
that really was a, a heartbreaking moment for me. But at the same time, I was happy for Spence because, you know, uh, hey, that if he beat Manny Pacquiao, then it makes me and his fight much bigger. Of course. So, you know, uh, those two fights was on my main priority list. And uh, given that those two is fighting now, I can't do nothing but be a fan of uh, watching it. Do you have hope when it's over with um, that you will get the winner? Uh, I hope. <laughs> you know how it is. You know, uh, they say one thing and then after after uh, the fight's over, then it's another uh, excuse, I should say. But they playing the game. Know, they playing the game. Who wins that fight, Pacquiao or Spence? Oh, uh, that's going to be a tough, tough one, you know, because when you think about Manny, it's hard to count Manny out. You know, uh, Manny's been around the block uh, multiple times, in and out, but at the same time, uh, Spence is a big, strong uh, fighter that's put a lot of pressure on and, you know, got a great job. In Southpaw, we haven't seen many fight a Southpaw since I could remember. And the last time I remember somebody going Southpaw on Manny Pacquiao was Eric Morales, and he gave Manny Pacquiao uh, a lot of trouble in that fight. I think he won that fight. I, was, I think that was the first fight. But uh, I just think, you know, Spence being longer and with that, with that jab is going to be making Manny, you know, reach and jump in. But at the same time, Many feet is so fast to get around on an angle, and his hands is so fast that can you know throw Spence off as well. So I think I don't know. I got it as fifty fifty fight right now, being that we seen how Jeff Horn roughed up Pacquiao, and if Spence can do the same thing and uh, get Manny off his game, then he can he can win the fight. And Manny, listen, that's I look. The X factor we all know. Manny's forty-two years old. I mean, that's what makes what he's done with Thurman, what he's been doing, just so extraordinary. Have you ever seen a fighter? I mean, like Manny, um, uh, Terence, that at this age could perform at this level? Not at all. Not at all. You know, uh, you look at Floyd Mayweather, but Floyd's not fighting these uh, young, undefeated hungry uh lions you know uh so i really can't say floyd is fighting at the level that's many that many pacquiao is fighting at uh it's, it's 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 a thing to see for somebody that age to be still fighting at the level that he's fighting at yeah it's it's very it's extraordinary it really is and it's why manny's a legend and um uh, it's it speaks to his greatness. Why he's so he's so darn special, um, you know the way you broke down the uh, the analysis of that fight. I have two things to say. One is that you could do this when you retire. You could you could um, you could be good at this. And number two, I'm wondering if you saw my fight plan that I did because I did a fight plan on on this it hasn't been released yet i was wondering if you got a sneak peek at it because <laughs> <laughs> we did a fight plan that's going to be coming out pretty soon on that fight with pacquiao of course and spence and the way you broke it down wow you um i would have thought you saw it 
But um, maybe, maybe, maybe brilliant minds think alike, as they say out there in the business. Let me let me switch gears. A lot of people don't realize this, but Terence Crawford and his his through his family has a history of wrestling. They have a wrestling background. You wrestled, as far as I believe, your father, your grandfather, your uncles wrestled, and now your boys wrestle, and they're pretty darn special. They're pretty darn... See, there's that beautiful smile. There's that beautiful smile. I knew if I talked about your boys that that would bring that out. Talk about them, about, uh, you know, just about what they're doing uh, where they're at, I know that they're nationally ranked. Uh, you take it from there. Talk about your boys that are wrestling. My son, Terrence uh, Jr., third, like, that's me. You know, he's he's me in and out. Uh, it's crazy to see, like, how competitive he is and and how hard that he fights on the mat to win. Like, he hates losing. Like, he hates it. Like. You know, and like his father. I just sit back. Yeah, and I just sit back and I look at him and I just like, man, this is me. You know, and like he was ranked number one in the, in the nation. Like he, like COVID came and he wasn't able to wrestle in all the tournaments to keep him ranked. But I still think he's ranked in the top five. You know, but uh, the boy is good. But you know. Him on the mat is like me in the ring. Like, he always find a way to win. Like, always. And my son, Tyrese, you know, he's seven, and he's looking at his bigger brother, and he's like, I want to outdo him. So it's a little competitive nature there. So it's like times that, you know, he'll get second, he'll get second, and little Tia come over there and be like, it's all right, it's all right. He'll be like, move. Like, he'll be mad because he didn't get number one. And it's just like. Man, it's it's been tournaments that Tyrese got outstanding and T didn't. He was like, "Yeah, I got this one this time." <laughs> so it was it just it's just way it's a different feeling, you know. Uh, my son winning overall wrestler, uh, overall. I think that was a better feeling than me winning a world title because, like, I just felt some way different in my in my in my bones for my son's you know success. And it's just beautiful that they doing something positive that they really truly good at, and I just you know uh, honor that. that. That's beautiful, and um, spoken like a real loving father. That uh, that you would see the success of your son as greater than your own success, and um, that's that's great. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, you touched on their talents, and um. I, I want to touch on yours. I want to talk about something for me, from my perspective, that sets you aside from everybody else. Listen, I I know you can fight. I said it earlier. You can fight inside. You could go get them if you have to. You can counter punch. You have long reach. You carried your power up in the weight classes. Um, you have a great IQ. Uh, you're technically so good. Your trainers do a tremendous job with that too. Um, you check all those boxes. But there's a special box. 
that only the very special ones check. And I see that in you. I've talked to you about this before when we did that piece for ESPN a few years ago, that people should see it if they haven't seen it. It's it's out there somewhere. I'm sure you could Google it. But it was on ESPN where we broke down your early fights in your career. And I remember we were we went back on the film and we we're breaking down the Gamboa fight, the Prescott fight that really was your first step out fight, uh, you know, where people started to know about who you were. Uh, at that level and as I said we broke it down and during one of the sessions as we're breaking it down in the gym for the camera crew there I remember showing you something and I said I'm going to show you something that you did in this fight I think it was the Gamboa fight and it was spectacular I mean, really, it was very, uh, uh, listen, I just say what I believe, whether you're here, you're not here, whatever. And it was special. And I remember asking you, did you know you did that? And you said no. And, <laughs> and I said right there, I said, the real special ones, as my mentor, Customato, used to say, the real special ones make it up as they do it. It's called great special instincts. I think, I'll say it right here for everybody to hear, I think that you have the greatest instincts that I've ever seen in a fighter. And that's kind of a big statement for me. Um, are you, now that I've said all that, and we, we went back to when, like you said, you didn't even know you did that. Have you given it any thought? Where do those instincts come from? Nah. <laughs> it's a good answer. Gotta go because... When, when we was breaking it down, I actually didn't know what was going on. I was just going with the flow. But my coach always said, you know, uh, when you when you do something so much and so long, things just come natural. You know, it becomes a habit. So I, I just think, like, over the training uh, years and period that I've been in the ring and on the mitts and in the bag, like some things just come out without me even thinking about it. You're being modest. You're, I get it, but you're being modest because that's those kind of instincts are more than just doing something repetitively. You know, it, it's 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 something like you said. It's from God, but it, it's it's something. It's a special quality. Not everybody has that to just instinctually be able to create something right on a dime, right there, as you need to, to pull you out of the fire. And you did it, one of those things to pull you out of the fire with Gamboa, when, when, he, when he rung your bell. And then I, I was watching, I was saying, oh my goodness, he's keeping himself together. He just got caught with a really good right hand. He's keeping himself together as he's backing up, and he's switching southpaw at the same time, so he puts himself in a better position to catch him with a right hook. I, I was like, wow, this guy, wonder if he came in on a spaceship or something. It was pretty... <laughs> It was it was darn good. And I'll throw, as long as I'm throwing good things at you right now, Terrence, I'll throw one other at you. You might be the best switch hit I've ever seen. Because I know Andre Ward was good. I'm going to give him his props. He was a very smart guy. He was very good at switch hitting. Very good. But for me, 
You're like Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Mickey Mantle could hit on the right side or the left side with power and with average. And you don't miss a beat, whether you're going lefty or you're going righty. Um, where did that come from? Just picking it up early at an early, like how old were you when you started doing that? I think um, when I came back to the gym in 2002, I was about 13. I just kept switching. You know, when I started at seven, I just always worked the orthodox side because I was I'm right-handed. And, you know, when I came back to the gym, it, it just was so natural. I just kept switching. And me and my coach, we'd get in arguments because he'll be like, then I tell you, stop switching. You don't even know how to perfect the one side correctly right. And you try to perfect another side. So in fights, I just switch out the blue. And I win and I'll be like, see, you know, and then it becomes becomes uh, either you're going to train me like this or I'm going to just keep switching. You know, so it just was like, all right, well, we you want to fight like that? Well, we're going to train like that. So then we just started training both ways. I mean, you do it tremendous. I Like I said, I've never seen anybody do it better. Gives you a great advantage over people. And let me ask you this question. It's going to sound like a silly question, but... Which side do you like better? Does it does it depend on the situation that that's going on? Yeah, definitely. It always depends on the situation because one one moment I might be like, all right, I can get a better look in the orthodox, and then the next minute I'll be like, all right, well, they adjust to the orthodox stands. Let me switch to softball and give them a different look and then see if I can get a different look on the opening that I can uh, capitalize on. You know, there's people that think, it's funny, that you just said that you're naturally a righty, so you're naturally orthodox. There's people that think you're a southpaw. They <laughs> they, <laughs> they do. Because, yeah. matter of fact, you're listed in BoxRec, I believe. You're listed as a southpaw. It's, it's funny. Uh, I guess, and, and, and a lot of times you come out, what, what, I'm just curious, what decides for you which side you're going to come out on, lefty or righty? I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's uh, uh, me and my coaches, we look at the, the caliber of fighter and we see what, you know, give them the most, uh, Um, damn, I'm brain fart. <laughs> we what, what frustrate them the most? What's going to give them the most trouble? And like some southpaws, you know, they're not used to fighting southpaws. So we'd be like, all right, well, we're going to go southpaw and make him fight another southpaw because his last some odd fights, he been fighting orthodox. So he probably used to fighting orthodox. So if we go southpaw, we may could throw them off. Let's just try this. Or most of the time, we just be trying things, or we'll come up with a game plan, and then we'll just stick to that game plan and uh, just stick to it. Just keep sticking to it, baby. <laughs> You're doing pretty darn good. You're doing pretty darn good. Go ahead, Ken. 
One of the things that I really appreciate about you, Terrence, is the, um, the, the camaraderie and the feeling of um, team that I get from you and your trainers, guys like Jamel Herring. I see you just at, is it Amir Khan? And um, I see Jamel Herring's got a, a tough fight coming up against Shakur Stevenson. Uh, what are your thoughts on that fight? Hey, you know, Shakur is my little brother, you know, and Jamel, my big brother. So, you know, those two uh, fighting each other. It's just one of those uh, bad draws that I just got to sit back and let them do their jobs. And I just sit back and watch. I can't help help one with, without helping the other one. So I got to remove myself from, from both. That's the diplomatic answer I expected from you. But like I said, I appreciate the, um, the, the camaraderie that you guys have and, and, and the, the support that you guys have for each other. It really seems like a, a close-knit team. Does that come from the wrestling background? No, I just think, you know, uh, me and my team, we just want everybody to win around us. Like it's not one person bigger than the other or one person, you know, more – uh, so get more attention. Everybody get the same amount of attention. We all want each other to uh, get better. And we all want each other to win. So we push each other in the runs. We push, push each other in strength and condition, swimming, sparring. So I think that will make us, you know, a unique team because, you know, we got these world-class fighters that's training with each other, that's hungry and that's competitive. and we want, we want to win in everything. So when we on our sprints, we'll push each other and we'll see who can uh, come in first in the sprints or who can do the laps the fastest. So I think that just help us all out at the same time. Is there going to be, a, is there going to be any uh, extra competitiveness going on between you and Andre Ward in that fight with Shakur and Jamel? Because, of course, Andre Ward is the manager of uh, Shakur. Nah, uh, me and Andre Ward, man, it don't matter who fighting. We always uh, competitive. You know, I always go up there and I go mess with him. You know, I got a lot of love for uh, Dre, you know. And so every time I see him, I just got to jump shoulders. You know? Well, you're both, you're both uh, besides being great champions, uh, you're both classy men. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Terrence, let's talk about some of your interests outside of the uh, boxing ring. I know that you um, have recently launched a tech startup um, helping athletes uh, digitize or monetize their digital images using NFTs with your company, Pixelbird. What can you tell us about Pixelbird? Well, Pixelbird is, a, uh, is a, basically you take an athlete, you know, and you take back his digital likeness. You know, um, we don't we don't really, you know, I mean, know too much about how our digital likeness is being sold or people using them with or without our permission. So why not take back our digital likeness and teach these individuals how to make, you know, uh, money off of themselves, you know, and not only, you know, in the ring, but outside the ring as well. 
have you created any NFTs of yourself? And for the fans who might not know, an NFT is a non-fungible token, trades on a blockchain similar to like a cryptocurrency. Do you have any NFTs, Terrence Crawford NFTs? I know Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champ in the UFC, had a beautiful one that they um, auctioned off. Does, is there a Terrence Crawford NFT? Well, yeah. Uh, this company called Zillica, they had an NFT for, for me. Um, it's pretty much uh, ready to go. I think, you know, when my fight be announced, it go on sale. I think that's the best time to uh, actually uh, auction it off. Uh, and as well, it will be more NFTs coming in the near future. Cool. Who are some of the other sponsors that you're working with outside of um, the ring? Well, we working with uh, Black Acid. We working with... Uh, uh, UFF Sports. Uh, I know you've just added Russie. I know you just added Russie Spielman, the great Russ Spielman, as a, a sports uh, marketing or sports agent. Uh, I know he's going to do a good job for you. I told him when I talked to him recently that I think Terrence, one of the most marketable guys in boxing, is just got to get his got to get him out there. And he said, "Yeah, we think it's a great opportunity to work with Terrence." So I know Russ has some big things in the works for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Black Black Acid is another uh, partner of ours. Uh, so we got it. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. You know, uh, it's just you know getting off the ground, and you know, hopefully, you know, in the near future, a lot of athletes will be joining Pixelburg. See, Terrence, we cover it all. I take care of the boxing side. Ken takes care of the business side. <laughs> we we make sure that <laughs> we make sure you're covered. We make sure you're covered. Listen, here's here's the last one for me. I appreciate your time, appreciate you, appreciate your team, appreciate your coaches. Um, before I get to the question, I just want to say that I always it's my job to look and break down what a fighter's doing and what his team is doing. And a lot of times you see fighters come in. They're not the most prepared for that style. And it drives me crazy, or for that particular fight. It drives me crazy. How could you not be prepared? I mean, you know who you're fighting. How could you not? How could there be a surprise? When I hear a fighter say, oh, I didn't expect you know, him to come out this way or that. Well, how could you not expect it? Yeah, I mean, it was film on him. You, you knew when the fight was. And, and listen, a lot of guys are prepared. But the one thing about you that I've said before, your team does as good a job as I've ever seen of having you prepared for what you're going to face. I've never, ever, ever, and you've fought a lot of different styles. I've never seen you in there where you didn't know exactly what it was, what the key to the door, so to speak, was to win that fight. So I'll let them know that I said, keep up the good work. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you're doing a, you're doing a hell of a job. Um, and, the question I'm going to finish with is this. I don't know if a lot of people know this side about Terrence Crawford either, but you have a passion for dogs, a passion for pit bull dogs, for, I believe for training them. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I just always had a passion for pit bulls because that was the first dog that I ever was, was given. You know, um, the, love, the love that uh, a pit bull have for... His owner, not even his owner, 
you know, just people in general is far none the best. You know, I didn't have other dogs and different breeds. And I always resort back to a pit bull, you know, running with you in shape, just energetic, you know, uh, family friendly. Uh, you can you can come in my yard and actually take my dog. My dog probably wouldn't even know who you is and wagging his tail like, where are we going? You know, uh, I just think a lot of people give pit bulls a bad reputation, you know, because of some pit bulls that's not full-blooded pit bulls or they look like a pit bull and they go down the street and bite a kid or something or somebody trains the pit bull to, to bite people or whatnot. Uh, I think they give them bad reputation, but that was my first love, you know, in, in, a, in a dog. And I just always kept that same love. How many of them do you have? Uh, right now, I currently have uh, a lot. Five? Five. <laughs> wow. And um, do, do you- but I got, I got nine, nine dogs. dogs. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of dogs. And do you um do you train them? No, uh, actually, I don't train them because I don't be having time. But they train enough to where you know I can control them. I, you know, I'm glad you. Sp I asked you that question. I spoke on it not only to show that side. That obviously, you're an animal lover, but um, first of all, two things. One, uh, people will say that's the right dog for Terence Crawford because you have a pit bulldog. You know, so so it's the right it's it's the right it's the right image. It's the right the demeanor if you will um but you also you also touched on something that i think is important uh for people to hear that it's not really the dog it's the owner that can make a dog bad uh you know it's 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 not really it's not the dog because you touched on it a lot of people just think pit bull dogs are mean honorary you know uh bad dogs uh dangerous dogs and you kind of dispelled that uh that image just now that if if you have the right person with the with the dog uh the dog can be like any other dog a loving dog a, a great pet and again i think there's a lot of people that did not know that about pit bull dogs yeah yeah man that's with any dog that's with any dog but i would say you know some pit bulls you know it's just in them you know uh because of how they was bred back in the days you know uh pit bulls was never bred to bite people you know they was bred to fight just like you know um dogo argentinas was bred to hunt and fight as well in different countries but you look at a pit bull you know it may go and try to attack a dog because that's what it was bred for but afterwards it'll come and lick on your your baby or something and you'd be like dang it's not the same dog you know and that's just how it is you know uh they they lovable dogs you know they family dogs and that's why you know you never see a pit bull being a guard dog if you <laughs> you ain't never seen a pit bull being a guard dog because they never was bred to guard to, to, to fight other dogs yeah that's a good point that's a that's dogs. a good point it's true. You know what? That's a that's a heck of a point because you see a German Shepherd, you see a Doberman Pinscher, you see a Rottweiler, 
Yeah, it's true. As a guard dog, but you never, it's, you really never do see a pit bull as a guard dog. You just have the image of them fighting other dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I also don't imagine anyone coming over that big fence of yours in Omaha to take your dog and have him wag his tail. That's a big fence that you probably have around that house in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> now I got the Caucasian Shepherd. Now that's the guard dog. <laughs> he, he don't play. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> How yeah. how big is he? He like she probably every bit of one ninety. You need to put him on a diet. <laughs> Sounds like a grizzly bear. He he looked wow. like one. He, they actually they actually was bred to hunt uh bears and stuff like that in the Caucasus Mountains. Yeah. When you get a chance when you get a chance, look up Caucasian Really? Show. All right. I'm going to have yeah. to ask Ken to do it for me because I don't know how to go on the internet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a caveman when it comes to that, Terrence. I don't, Teddy, I don't Teddy won't be bidding for your NFT unless he tells me what to bid for him. Yeah, I will. I'll send the bid <laughs> in to Ken, definitely. <laughs> hey, Terrence, can I ask you one last question before we let you go? Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask. It's I think that... Crawford Spence is the biggest fight, maybe. I mean, the heavyweights get a lot of attention, but I think it's the biggest fight to make in boxing for a long time, probably with Mayweather Pacquiao, like I said, outside of the heavyweights. Assuming you both win there, what do you think the chances are that we get that fight, you and Errol Spence? I don't know. Um, if if business is uh, right, I think you can get that fight right after both of our fights if we both successful. From a fan's perspective, I just want to put this out there that to me, that's a 50-50 fight. Now, again, I'm sure your promoters will both feel different, but I would love to see you guys get together and say, look, let's just do a 50-50 with a rematch clause 60-40 for the winner of the first one. Let's just get it on. I mean, how hard is it to get this kind of deal done? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's to me, it ain't nothing but a conversation, but behind closed doors is, you know, everybody feels that, you know, they deserve this and they deserve that. So that's where, you know, the feud begins. Well, you can let them know that we think it's 50-50 for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence, since Ken, since Ken touched on it, let me, let me leave you with last, one last question. Who do you like in the Fury Wilder heavyweight fight, the trilogy? Yeah. It's so hard to bet against Fury, you know, um, with the skill set that he is and the elusiveness of, of his fighting style and how big he is. Uh, it's, it's very hard, but you definitely can't count, you know, Wilder out with that with that dynamite in his right hand. You know, he's been looking tremendous in camp, but like we all know, you know, you can look good on the mitts and on the bag. It's how you perform in that ring. So uh, I will lean a little bit more towards uh, Fury, but at the same time, you can't count Joshua. Yeah, Wilder, Wilder out. Yeah, of course. I mean, Wilder, Joshua Wilder. would know because you're right. There's three guys. There's Wilder, Fury, and Joshua. And um, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua would be the next guy. if uh, Obviously, whoever wins this fight, Joshua's the guy that's uh, on the on-deck circle. Joshua got a tough fight in front of him. He does, for those, yes. Who do you like in that fight? Uh, that's a 50-50 fight. Uh, Ugas is a tremendous talent. Uh, 
that's just going to be my I agree. My Listen, for me, if I had to say it real quick, Terrence Usyk knows how to win. That that's that's a talent. That's a talent. A lot of guys outside our sport don't understand that. What do you mean, Teddy? He knows how to win. What about this? What about he knows how to win. He's always won. He won in the Olympics. He won. He's won all the way through the cruiserweight. Put all the titles together. He knows how to win. He's got that kind of mindset, that kind of confidence, that kind of belief, and he's got good legs. He's got good legs. He, you know, he, um, yeah, he's the smaller guy. Everyone's saying, oh, he's too small. He's too small. Well, Holyfield wasn't too small. When he, when he went up there and introduced himself to some big guys, he wasn't too small. So I, I agree with you. That's, that's a very interesting fight. Very, very interesting. Listen, Terrence, thank you. Um, for, thank you for coming on and, uh, good luck in the future. Uh, the best to you and your beautiful family, and just keep being the good human being that you are. Thank you. I appreciate it, all y'all. Take your time out and have me on your show. Thank you, Terrence. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you, and thank you to your agent, Russ Spielman, for helping us coordinate. Take care. Thank you.